Greetings and salutations to our six podcast <laughs> audience oh, listeners. Uh, like if you, now, if you weren't watching last week, you don't know why I said it that way. Sydney and all her friends. Sydney That's knows. Right. So I just made six up there. Hopefully there are more than six of you out there watching. So. I hope so. Yeah, me too. My name is Jason. This is Ed. This is Nathan. And we are uh, part of the teaching team here at Community Christian. Having some conversations every week on this podcast about... Well, mainly about questions you guys send us, um, but really trying to have conversations around thinking in a Jesus-centered kind of way in in the world that we live in. And uh, so we are having another discussion today about a question that somebody sent in. I feel like this is a really, this is one of them that can get off into the weeds. Well, it can get really, really we like perfect the weeds. questions for us. We yeah. like the weeds. We like to pull the weeds. That's what I like to do. But... Um, Actually, uh, as I... do not I, like pulling weeds. You don't like pulling weeds? Oh my God, I hate pulling weeds. Actually, I don't either. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I prefer not to have I the mean, weeds I mean, the metaphorical in... Oh, weeds. I got you. I That's thought right. you Oh, the been... metaphorical weeds. I also enjoy metaphorical weed pulling. Yes. Yeah, I guess that's better <laughs> I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I don't have to do anything about it. My girls, every time we have a little garden, and every time they come out, they go, Daddy, can I pull weeds with you? And I go, yeah, two minutes in, they're like, this is boring. This is dumb. Yes, it's terrible. It's, it's the awful. worst. You can pull weeds without me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. You get right on it. I'm going yeah, inside. Yeah, exactly. It's the worst. I'm getting a drink. Okay. Uh, today is really one, I think, really one big issue that came to us via two different questions. Hmm. Um, like I said uh, last week, if you were watching, we got a lot of questions over the past couple of weeks, um, and I, we're trying to get to as many as we can. So if we don't get to yours in the next week or two, just know it's still in there. I, we're getting to it. I'm trying to group some of these together because some of them touch on the same topic, and that's what I did to uh, for this episode. Um, this is really, I think, two questions about the debate within Christianity, which is it is a within Christianity debate over how does free will work? Mm. Uh, okay. Do we really have free will, or is everything determined? Does God know it all? Has well, He determined it all? I do know now. All? This is this is an outside. Christianity. Oh yeah, there's a big debate in science about yeah of whether science of whether our ah, genes determine yeah. everything. That that the reason you're an alcoholic or the reason okay. you do this is it's okay. genetic. Everything you that your whole life is determined by what you choose to eat. Mm. That all of that is a okay. we, now they you're right they mm-hmm. take God out of the equation. Yes, but whether everything every decision I make is determined by my own choosing, and mm-hmm. I have the willpower to change that, mm-hmm. or whether there is some outside force, even if that's my own genetics okay. and cultural programming and all that kind of stuff. So well, it's, a, it's a big deal. It is now. a big deal, but the way we're going to talk about it is in the context of within Christian yes. thought. What okay. does God yeah. What is God? Okay, and here are the two questions, and they're kind of long, so give me a minute to read them, but uh, here are the two questions. First one goes like this. Can you guys talk more about free will, what God knows, how it all fits together? And then they go on to explain. They say, I've always believed that God knows everything, every action that we make before we do it. It's already standing at the end of our lives. And everything we've gone through has passed through God's hands. On a previous podcast, so they're one of the six listeners. (laughs) On a previous podcast, you talked about how he doesn't know everything, which shows his power even more because he's able to weave everything together in the moment. I'm having a hard time making sense of all of that. Isn't he all-knowing and isn't he all-powerful? So that's the first uh, question. They want us to help uh, get at that. 
Here's the second question, which is about the same issue. My sister and I have a discussion going that I'd love to hear your perspective on. I think God has determined the moment we will die, and there is nothing we can do to change that. My sister thinks that she can make choices that increase our lifespan, like exercising, eating healthy, etc. I think those things just increase the quality of your life, but not the quantity. So I think at, at its heart they want to know, does God just already have a predetermined time when he knows you're going to die? And if so, uh, does all of that stuff even matter? So, all right. So let's start. I don't even know where to start, to be quite honest, because there's so much in those questions. But really what it comes down to is this idea of, has God determined everything the way it's going to happen? Or are things a little bit more open, I guess is the right word I, to say. I think where I would like to start, if okay. it were just me sitting here answering, yes. uh, is I would say to the person what you said is this is a discussion within the heart of Christianity mm-hmm. that there are people who are filled with God's Spirit, going to be with us in eternity, on the side of the kingdom, working for that, who are on both sides of this and at several points in between. Yes, mm-hmm. They're all along the spectrum. And when you find issues like that, what you need to know is that may mean there isn't a definitive answer because if it were crystal clear in the Bible, mm-hmm. we would all have, it would be at that core part where everybody would agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this person said, isn't God all-knowing? Well, it depends on what you mean by all-knowing because, exactly. <laughs> you yes. know, there are clearly things that in the Bible where there are accounts where it doesn't appear that yeah. God has all knowledge beforehand because he changes his mind and is he changing his mind as a way to trick people because he didn't know but he made a decision to make you think that you mm-hmm. you know which then yeah. has something about his character that I don't really like maybe you know maybe. I mean if you did that to people regularly people would certainly not think of you as a high quality person mm-hmm. the way I've heard somebody say it that made sense to me and again it's a very simplistic phrase so don't you know take this to the bank or anything but he said God can know everything that there is to know is, or that is able to be known. And God can do, back to the all-powerful argument, God can do everything that it is possible to do. Right. Like, for instance, God can't make a square circle. Right. God mm. can't make a married bachelor. Right. That's right. <laughs> because that logically doesn't Those fit. terms those, don't work. Those two things are contradictory. So the, anytime you get into those type of arguments, Right. That whole thing, and God make a rock so big he can't move it. Which I had a philosophy class that that was the whole semester. Oh, was it? Which was not fun. No. I bet. For me, there were people in the class that loved it. It was not fun for me. (laughs) No, thank you. I grew up on the back of a horse. That's that's the level (laughs) I, you know. So, so, yeah. Where were you going? I I just want people to, I wish... When a person says, I have always believed, well, that typically has more to do with what I had known. Mm -hmm. If we can go into these things and say, I have always believed, but maybe I hadn't heard all that there is to hear. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that I was necessarily totally wrong in the past, nor that this is totally wrong. There may be an answer somewhere in the middle, and if it's not crystal clear, knowing the exact answer may not be all that important. Yeah. So... and I think we've had this discussion between the three of us uh, just well, we, right before we hit rec- record. 
I'm not even sure all three of us, if we sat down and, That's right. and said, what do you think about this? That yeah. all of us would, would be exactly locked, in lockstep with every with That's each right. other. We're in all different types of places on this because really it's something we're trying to figure out too. Yeah. Well, and isn't it isn't it something by its nature that we're never really going to know? I mean, I guess until we're in heaven, and maybe maybe then we won't. I don't know. Well, then Jesus will say, God, those are all wrong. I know. Yeah, I, just I didn't know where that word at all. Yeah. I, I think it's one of those things that it's like, you know, his, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, right? His ways are higher than our ways. There's a level to which... I can't comprehend everything I need to, com- or I shouldn't say I need to comprehend, everything I want to comprehend about God. Everything I need to comprehend about God has been revealed to me in the Bible. And, you know, I certainly had a uh, systematic theology class where they made clear, even if you say the Bible's not a book of doctrine, it is a book of doctrine because all the, you know, there's that whole thing of everything comes out. But really the Bible is trying to tell me that, that Jesus can be trusted and Jesus should be trusted and that Jesus is worthy of my devotion, and Jesus is, and everything from the Old Testament that Jesus then fulfills in the New Testament and then sends us out to get to be a part of the kingdom of God, all of those things. The Bible tells me everything I need to be able to live a godly life within the kingdom of God, trusting Jesus, and I don't have to know what he knows and he doesn't know. And I think there's a level to which, and I, I heard someone use this example. It wasn't about this, but I think it, it goes to this. He said, anyone who's had a child gets to a place and they realize, I know every part of their life, but they don't know. Or at one point, obviously, once your kids grow up, they get to go out their own. But when they're little, I know every part of their life, but they don't even know any part of my life pre when they were born. That I was a completely different person, and I can tell them stories about it, but there is no way they will ever know who I was at 17. And that it's similar to the, the mind of God in that I can only know about God what God has revealed to me. Right. And there are elements of God that I won't understand because he's not mm-hmm. revealing them to me. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That it's not, it's not God's, God's goal necessarily. When God says he wants us to be known and be known by him, he's talking relationally. He's not talking conceptually. Right. He's not saying, and hey, you'll know exactly what I do know and what I can do. And How if I there's a burrito it. that's too hot for me to eat. Yeah. Like, is there, you know, is there, I think that whole concept, mm-hmm. that's not what God means when he says, and you will be known yeah. just as I am. You know, all of that. Yeah. God does want us to know him. But it's in a relational, trusting, yeah. I can base my life on you kind of sense. In the way that a son does know his father, even though he didn't know him at 15. Right. Even What's your he, meaning? You know them well enough to know their character. Yes. Yes, I know who they are. And I may know some things about them that they revealed to me about their past. But I don't know every... And this is true, I would say, even into marriage where you're with somebody... Anyone who's been married for any amount of time gets to, I, I'm guessing, y'all have been married longer than I have, You every so often you go, I don't know anything about how their mind works. I thought <laughs> I knew how their mind worked, and then they just said something. That doesn't make any sense to me. That no matter how well you know a person, they are allowed, they have thoughts that you, they, you don't understand. And what love means is even when I don't understand you, I still choose you. Yeah, that's right. So to... Uh, I think to help this person, especially on the first, because we're going to get to the second question about the argument, um, but to help that person who asked the very first question, um, yes, there is a strain of thought within you know the body of Christ that would we, you would call determinism, that they believe 
everything from the moment of all creation has been determined by God. He He causes everything to happen. There is nothing that, and they use the they really like to use the word sovereignty. God has sovereignty over every single decision, every single thought. It is orchestrated, and God is working it all out. And therefore, that's the way that is. That's one extreme uh, of that side. Then there's another one, and I think this is the question that you asked was one time we mentioned about how God may not know everything, and on that other end of that spectrum is something that most people call open theism. Um, Ed, t- talk about that end just a little bit because I think you're the one that brought that up. Open theism is the idea that God does know everything that can be known, but that he created our world and created human beings for the purpose the world was created as a place for God and human beings to, to, make, to be together. Mm-hmm. It, the world is created, some people call it as a as a temple. Uh, temples were places where God came to meet with humans. And that even in the beginning, God says, you have dominion here. Well, if I have dominion, then he doesn't have total dominion. And that God is co-reigning with us. And he even, Paul in, uh, later in the New Testament talks about we're co-heirs with Christ. We mm-hmm. So we are creating with God, and so some of the chaos that happens in our world has been co-created. I mean, it's been created mm-hmm. by us, and God is at work to bring about His purpose. He is God still, mm-hmm. and He is at work through people, through events, to bring about His purpose in the world. But He is working with us. He is constantly working with us. And our capabilities, he uses our talents, he uses our abilities, he wants us to love, to create the kind of community that he'll be. And in the end, mm-hmm. God gets what he wants. Because God is so powerful and so smart right? that no matter what choices we do freely make, God uh, can deal with every single contingency in That's such right. a way that his will eventually will be That's done. That's right. Some in some way we don't know how that works mm-hmm. because we're not God, but He has, and so in a lot of people I've heard people who uh, who lean on this side of the spectrum, the open side, would say they believe that that makes God even more sovereign and more smart. Now I don't I don't want to get into that argument. That's, right. that's a tit for tat kind of thing. It doesn't it really matter. But that's one of the reasons I'm, I'm saying that because I know that's one of the reasons that they hold to that side because mm-hmm. they they do believe it's not that they don't think God is powerful or they don't think God knows everything or, or can't know everything. It is because precisely because they believe that God is powerful. Right. And so I think both people on each end of that spectrum are still standing on that same ground. The way, the way I sense. think about it is God wants to be trusted and God does trust. Yes. He trusts that he can work with human beings. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to constantly manage mm-hmm. everything in the life of a human being. He wants to be trusted, so he also trusts. Yeah. He built us to decide. It's a, it's a part of what makes us human as opposed to some other kind of being. And it appears like he also made angels, which are different species, mm-hmm. but they also have the ability, it appears, to rebel, yep. which... Sounds like either God made some rebellious, which again, I know there are Christians that believe mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. God made some people just uh, and angels to be rebellious. Mm-hmm. Um, again, to me, that says something character-wise about yeah, God that... That's a problem for me, too. It, it, that just doesn't seem to fit me. I, I may be wrong. I yeah, may be totally me too. wrong. And, me too. Uh, so I'm okay with that. I just 
so, and I have not, just so I'm clear, I am not a open theist specialist. So what <laughs> I said about open theism, there are plenty of books you can read on oh, this yeah. if you yeah. want to. And I have read some of those and loved them. Uh, but it's not, it's not what I was raised with either. So not I did not either. explain it. I'm confident the way anybody who is an open theist would have chosen me as their spokesman. Yeah, and and I think I think it's pretty clear. You can probably tell that you know we we all lean certain directions, right. and we based on what we're learning and how we understand it all. And you also, whoever asked this question, I hope you're trying to figure that out too. Hold your beliefs loosely on that one right. because you know you you got to at least you know give a, a little bit of room for something you may not understand yet or something you may not know. That's what I'm trying to do. I think that's what we're all trying to do. Um, but in the midst of that, one of the reasons that I probably lean away from determinism, and this is something that we discussed before recording the podcast, is uh, all of us kind of agree that we never really have met someone that fully embraced determinism as a way of life. I always say to people who, who are more on that end than I am, I bet you don't parent as if everything is determined. Right. Mm -hmm. I bet you don't, I bet you with your three-year-old don't say, you don't just let them go around because it doesn't matter. They're going to do whatever right. they do and they've already, it's all been determined yeah. and they don't get a choice and all that. You, you parent as if your children can choose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, if that's all an illusion, it's all an illusion, but then we're all locked in the same illusion. Yeah. Because yeah. we drive as if it matters, we parent as if it matters, we we have thoughts about who I will pick a fight with and who I won't mm -hmm. as if it matters. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of that, I, I want to talk to the person who asked the second question because this person is having an argument with their sister about this issue. And uh, if, if you were sitting here and, you know, and I was your pastor... Or if I were, you know, I think you mentioned this earlier, if you were sitting in one of our small groups, mm -hmm. um, I would want to talk to you about the fact that you're arguing about this. Right. right. More than I would the actual issue of who's right and who's wrong on this, uh, because I'm not sure that the argument, and, and maybe you're not arguing, I guess I shouldn't say argued, but their word was, we have a discussion going. Okay. Yeah, so, we, we elevated, we read we elevated into it. it to argument. And okay. I apologize <laughs> to you if I read into it. Maybe you're not arguing, but I certainly wouldn't want you to... to, to it's, it's not a hill you want to go die on, right. is my point. Sure. Um, but uh, even if... I think I think we've already sort of said this, but even if you... Your, whoever, I can't remember who was on which side. Anyway, one of you uh, thinks that God's got a moment and you're going to die and there ain't nothing you can do about that. And then the other one says no. And then it, I would say to the degree that it is affecting the way you live your life, that does matter. It does. Sure. That does matter because now we're getting to, into issues that I think are essential and that is how I love God, how I love people, how I steward uh, the gifts I've been given, particularly right. my body. Uh, the world around me, uh, those things are pretty clear. So if you go so far into determinism that you say, well, it doesn't matter, so I'm just going to do whatever I want with my body because God's going to take my, my life whenever he wants to anyway, I think you've missed something about the nature of love there and the nature of how to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong? No, I think no, you're. I think that's great. exactly the way I would so think about it. So I think well. that issue is really important over the who's right, who's wrong is, how are you existing within whatever side you've decided to take on this? 
what are you doing? How are you living that out? And yeah. I would encourage you if it is causing you to um, misuse the the life or the body or the time that the Lord has given you uh, to not fully love Him and love other people. Uh, mm-hmm. I would certainly rethink my thinking on that. We talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. I would take that thought out, take it captive, and look at it for a minute and say, okay, where's that come from? How's that serving me? Is it leading me to become more like Jesus or less? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it. I think you know the deeper part of the one about the the quality of life versus quantity of life. I think, um, and this isn't a, a huge issue, but I do think it. I think it crops up into other things. I think we have a very uh, over spiritualized view of life, and what I mean is, I think even fairly materialistic people. Um, we really think that who we are is not our body, that uh-huh. who we mm. really are is what's inside of me. It's right. my yeah. it's my spirit. Um, I recently um, was talking with somebody, and they were talking about after someone's dead, well, that body, that's just, that wasn't them. That's just their shell. The real them is gone. And I said, hey, I get why you're saying that, and that's very comforting. I said, but we need to understand, just like you don't have a heart, soul, mind, you are a heart, soul, mind, you're, you don't have a body, you are a body, and that's we're right. coming back in a body. And mm-hmm. I get your point. But that is why death is so disconcerting to us, is when you look at a body, you look and go, that shouldn't be lifeless. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's okay that you're, that there's a... And maybe revulsion is the wrong word, but I think you feel it. It's There's something in your gut you feel when you look at someone you love, and it's not just sentimentality. It right. is something in us. And so when I think about this, discipleship, and we talked about this in the last one, discipleship is not just spiritual formation. It is also emotional formation. Yep. It is also... Uh, the way I physically respond to things, because so much of our emotions are held in our bodies and not just the things we assign to them. There is a level to which, so to say, um, and I, 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 this is an assumption I'm reading into this. This may not be yours, and this could be a tidbit for someone else. To say it doesn't matter what I do with my body, because one day I'm going to die anyway, and I'll go to heaven, and God's going to give me a new body, mm-hmm. and I trash this one, but all that kind of stuff. I think that is misreading. God wants me to care for my body because it does help me to love other people Mm. that as I age, uh, there are things health-wise I can take care of that my mind becomes more alert. Mm -hmm. My ability to love other people physically, I can help people more. But there's also a level to which I know when I'm not eating healthy, when I'm not sleeping healthy, you know, if love is patient and kind, what I eat and how I sleep affects how well I am patient and kind. Mm So I just don't want to take, I don't want us to take things to a, a degree, and I don't mean us here, I just mean us as believers, us in community Christian, to start to think, really what I'm doing is, is learning spiritual, because what I've gathered from most people when they even talk about spiritual formation, they think mind formation. Oh, yeah. Learn That's lots right. of things and even change the way I think. But so much of the way I think is informed by how I feel, and so much of how I feel is informed by how I act and how my body feels and biological. It's all worked it. God made us, and Dallas used to say, we are multi, multi-dimensional beings, which is why Jesus says, you are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, your body, your emotion. Mm-hmm. Everything is to line up. And so 
whether that means that God knows whether when I'm mm -hmm. going to die or not doesn't change how I take care of my body. Maybe exactly. God knows the exact moment I'm going to die. Maybe. And maybe I die at 25, hit by a car, but did God go, wow, it was a waste of time for you to go to the gym or to eat healthy right. or to sleep regularly? You were preparing for a life you're never going to have? Idiot. I don't think, I don't think mm. that's what God thinks. Oh, that's right. I think God goes, you had 25 years. You took care of that body the best you could during that time. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah. I think that's well, important. That's, that's a clear teaching of Scripture. And, I, I, you know, when Jesus told the parable of the talents. Yeah, he wasn't talking just, wasn't about, just money. Talking about money. Right. No. He was talking about every gift that comes from our Father yeah. is a gift to steward. Yeah, that's that, right. That's a word we throw around. But it is to be caretaker of, to yeah. be a manager of. Yeah, responsible to. I, a steward yeah. is responsible for and responsible to. I yeah. am responsible for what you give me. But I ultimately am going to give an answer to. Yes. So whether, to bring this full circle, whether God has literally determined everything or not at all, or somewhere in between, however you fall on that, uh, the thing that matters is this: that discussion that we just had is your stewardship of what you have been given, loving God, loving people with everything that you are. And so uh, I would just say, Hey, have fun with that conversation if you want to have it with yeah. people. Free will determinism, you can have fun with that if that's fun for you. Not so much for us. But, <laughs> but in the end, uh, make sure it is leading you to, to love God, love people, and to yes. do the things that Jesus called us to do. Well, and if you can get to a place on it, if you're a person, and I, I have a friend that is this way, they are very much on the uh, more Calvinistic, deterministic end. Mm -hmm. But they are an exceptionally loving, action-oriented yes, yeah. person. Uh, but the thought that they have that behind that of God's determined everything and God's taking care of it, it helps them hmm. in understanding the character of God in that. They've tried to explain it to me. It doesn't help me. Yeah. It does not help me move toward God nor toward people. That may be a problem on my side that you know God will eventually have to work out with me. Yeah. Or it may be something that God's using to help them. In the end, I see the fruit of the Spirit developing them. They have yep. come to a conclusion on this thing that the Bible is not crystal clear on that helps them love God and love people. I'm okay with that. Yep. I also have come to a developing conclusion on it as well that I hope is helping me love God and love people. But if everything was determined in the first place, you were determined to go very <laughs> Well, I said that. So there you go. I said that to my friend as well, which we both laughed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's always fun to say. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for that one, man. We have exhausted that one. So uh, hopefully that will, again, it ain't going to clear it up for nobody completely. Well, because it's not clear. Because it's not it's clear. Not clear. So uh, you can send us more questions about it. I'm not sure we can do much more on that mm. when it comes down to it. Uh, if you want to have a private conversation, as I've always uh, said at the end, you know, shoot us an email, uh, send it to us so that we can get back in contact with you, uh, reach out to us however you choose to do that. We can have those conversations, maybe help you. Maybe you can send you some uh, resources that might yeah, help. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we'll do whatever we can to help you if it really, really uh, is a stumbling block to you. But just, I just don't want it to be. Don't, right. don't let it be a stumbling block to those things. So that's what we care about most. So, all right, we got uh, another big question. Let me look. Oh, I got, I got on my paper. Yeah, we got another big discussion coming up next week about the nature of uh, faith. Okay. Which we cool, have cool. around here a lot, but yeah. it's a little bit different take on it. 
Uh, and, I, and I think it's important that we're going to have this conversation. So come next week, tune in, however you do that. You don't tune into a podcast. You watch. I don't know what you do. That's leftover from radio days, it yes. sounds like. And that, <laughs> but we all use it. We yes. all use it. So whatever you do, come back next week and we'll have that discussion. Y'all have a good week.